0: But about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey, everyone. Welcome once again to Safe Place for Men, All right, this is Thomas Edward, your male survivor resiliency and leadership and development coach. All right, safe place where we're forging the keys to open the doors to a new life. All right, how are you guys doing today on this Thursday morning? I'm a little bit late today (laughs) getting up. Ah, man, you know, sometimes uh, life knocks you down, but you know, uh, you got to get that strength to just get back up when you can. And so, Uh, just dealing with some health stuff going on but I'm still here still here on the mission and point so today I just wanted to share a little bit with you 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 guys know me I I love to be you know transparent and I love to put it out there and of course I've been doing some what I call some deep imprint coaching you know with some um, clients here and you know someone And I always get asked this questions like, you know, when 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 does it end? You know, when is this when is this over? When do I never, ever have to, you know, kind of deal with this, you know, and and you guys know my answer. My answer kind of always is, well, you know, when you're no longer breathing, I mean, then that's that's when it's not a part of you. In other words, this is part of our history. It, It is part of who we are and so I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here, and I'm just going to share with you something that um, happened to me um, recently. And so I was asked by a, a national organization, and you wouldn't know this organization if I if I if I said the name, because this organization brings in around ninety one billion dollars into our economy uh, each year. And you know they're doing some work and trying to. Acknowledge more, you know, survivors, male survivors. And so I've even had the opportunity to coach a few people um, from this organization. And so they asked me to do a PSA, which is a horse public service announcement, you know, to help them to get out the word even more uh, about, you know, um, male survivors and the abuse, sexual abuse of of boys uh, who are now men. And so what they asked me to do, they're like, hey, you know, so could you please, you know, send us a, a, a picture, a picture, you know, of your of yourself now. Right. And then holding a picture of you at the age when the abuse took place, when it actually occurred. OK. And so I was honored. I was I was honored one that someone even uh, recommend or put my name You know, uh, forward, which is which is great. Maybe that says something about the work that we're doing here uh, at Safe Place. But I had to let me give you the reply, and this is what I mean when we're talking about you know how deep this goes. And so I'm going to share with you kind of what I replied. Um, this is what I replied in, in the email, and I said, "Oh, the pain. Definitely would love to help and share, but." I may not be able to contribute. My father was a hobbyist photographer teaching me the art of developing black and white pictures in a makeshift photo lab in the basement. How ironic. There are pictures of my siblings during childhood, but not a single childhood picture of me except a mother imposed family portrait during my later teenage years that now sits on the shelf in a deteriorating house back in Illinois. I carry the last name of a man who abused me. That name continues his procreating legacy, while not a single visible photo or print during my childhood to even acknowledge my existence. Maybe deep down it was too painful for him to admit, but... Of course, I'm open to any suggestions or perhaps you can use me in the future for other projects. So here it is, you know, once again, when we're talking about, you know, being survivors, how long does it last? Well, you just never know when something's going to come up that's going to actually refer back to your past or the things that have happened to you. Now, the cool thing about it is today, of course, you you know, I can you know, if you want to say just work through it and think about it, maybe be more introspective. Whereas before, you know, working through through the issues and coaching those different type of things, uh, this might have actually sent me into a spiral. But here's the thing. And this is what I love about coaching, though, because, too, as I sat there and I and I read that to myself, I started to, you know, just kind of work through and process it once again with the different tools and strategies that we teach when we're talking about working with the the imprints. And for me, there was kind of, uh, I'm going to say, a portion of insight or another piece of insight that I gained. And I I thought about those pictures. I thought about, you know, those the photographs, the ones that weren't there, the ones that didn't exist. And I started asking myself, you know, is one of the imprints of the sexual abuse that happened to me is being a person who is not seen? Oh. Okay, now digest that for a moment. How much has that played into, you know, my life here, of course, at 50? How has that played into my my whole life of possibly, even maybe, unconsciously placing myself in places where I am not seen? Because someone else chose for me not to be seen because they were abusing me. It's like, whoa, Thomas, that's, that's deep. Yes, that is deep. And, you know, I've just been kind of contemplating it and, and thinking about those things and, you know, even kind of diving in a, a little bit and, you know, not from perspective of, of shyness or introvertness, but realizing that, yes, there is kind of within me an imprint to actually not put myself out there, to not be seen. And this thinking about how the abuse and the photos and how that plays into this whole thing of life. You know, it's like when we talk about um, diversity and those different type of things that often when your group or whatever is not represented and you don't see that group, you don't even think of it as being a, a possibility for you. And then when you start seeing, let's say, other people of your tribe, your group, whether your ethnic background, you think, like, wow, I, I guess this is a reality. This is a possibility that that's something that I can do. And so now I think that even for myself there were no pictures of me when I think about uh, around the house during the early childhood years. And I even remember sometimes when we would sit at the, the table Now, I was, I was born like 15, 16 years uh, later. Right. So, however that factors into it, but I remember, you know, sitting at the table and I'd be discussing, you know, with my, my older brothers and stuff, and they'd be talking about all the stuff that they did and stuff. And I totally would feel like I was left out. It's like, well, but but no one ever did those type of things with with me, or I never got to to go to to those places, or right, and so there were the pictures and things to to show and to see that, but there wasn't a single picture of of me during that time. Woo, powerful stuff when you think about it. So what I want to say to you. Uh, maybe for you, this is going to be a short podcast, but, and I'm just, I'm kind of just dropping some knowledge here. Like I said, from, from being vulnerable, you know, maybe that's you, maybe because of the abuse, maybe you're similar to me. Maybe you, you haven't felt like you've been seen, or maybe you're not even putting yourself out there to be seen, to, to work on things because of the imprints of that sexual abuse. And the thing is when we, Until we really dive into them, oftentimes we think, oh, you know, no pictures of you. That's insignificant, right? That, you know, that really shouldn't either, you know, bother your psyche or, but it does. It does. But that was actually part, if you want to say, of the abuse, the emotional abuse, the neglect that came along with the sexual abuse also. And so if that's you, if maybe you're feeling like you're not being seen, you're not being heard. And maybe you're afraid to share your voice. I really want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to connect. I want you to connect. This is the reason I I do what I do. And this is one of the reasons I love doing what I do. Because I I, I imagine and I think about individuals who are or have been or will be, whatever, experiencing some of the things that I have. And the thing is, I don't want you to, to sit in that space, to sit in that state for years, because it doesn't have to take years. It doesn't have to take years. I was working with a, another individual uh, recently. And, oh, man. So well, when I think about, you know, what he said, and so um, he had just like a, one coaching session with me. And the coaching session, this is uh, kind of what he what he said from the coaching session, he says, Hey, good afternoon. I I wanted to say thanks for that. You know, that, that tidbit, he says, um, coaching session that we had, he says, it's pretty funny. He says, I've learned more in our two sessions than I've actually learned in therapy for all these years that I've been paying for it. And then he's like, is it possible to do exactly what we did in the last session and do more imprint coaching. That's why I love doing what I do, right? Moving forward, of course, with solutions here, the now, right? I don't want you sitting there for five years just mulling over stuff. I I want you to be able to... To have those insights and start working through those things and knowing that there's someone there to support you. Someone there who can relate to some of the things that you might be experiencing. And then someone who is, I'm going to say, ready so that you can create the world that you want and to help you to empower that. And I love that. If you guys notice, I kind of updated the the website a little bit. But, you know, kind of my if you want to say my key phrase for now, is you know, safe place for men. It's forging the keys to open the doors to a new life, to open the doors to a new life. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Well, what I simply mean by that is this. I want you to imagine this picture. So in this picture, you're standing in front of your dream home. This is the house you've waited for all these years, all the hard work, the struggle, the sacrifices that you've made and all the garbage you've tolerated to build this beautiful, magnificent home. The home is newly constructed as it's just been completed. And so now you, your family, your loved ones, your friends, you're all standing outside and you're eager and you're ready to go in. But there's one problem. You don't have the keys to open the door. So you and everyone else is left on the outside, looking through the windows to see what life inside the house could be. See, this is think I've encountered many male survivors of childhood Adolescent and adult sexual abuse, years of struggle, fear, dysfunction, standing on the outside of life, of the life that they wanted with no keys to open the doors and the power to walk in. Now, I want to give you a, another picture. So, you're standing in front of that house again with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. You're excited, but now there's something different. You actually have. The keys. Now, wait, uh, these are no ordinary keys. No one gave you these keys. These are the keys that someone helped you learn to create. And so that means that no one can ever take them away from you. You possess the ability and the knowledge to create them as needed. You are empowered to open the main door whenever you want. And you have the keys to unlock each door in the house. That's freedom. You know, when I coach male survivors of sexual abuse, it's about empowering you to not only build the life you want, but creating the keys that give you the freedom to always unlock the doors. Here's the thing: People oftentimes they come to me and they're impressed by, you know whatever who you coached, oh, whatever you know, athlete, you know celebrity. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I've coached leaders, celebrities, whatever. It's important. And this is the important thing. What's important is, are you ready to shift and be empowered to grow? Are you ready to be vulnerable? To get out of your own way to be who you were meant to be? And so I want to end this podcast with this. If that's you. And if you're ready to experience that, then let's start the conversation, right? Let's let's start the conversation. Let's get it going. Let's email and set up and then just have one session and see how that goes for you. Then you can decide from there if you want to move forward, because I am here to powerfully serve you. All right, guys. This is Coach Thomas. Remember about the safe place you are. Never alone. Remember, this is coming from someone who loves you, right? And this is someone who wants to help you forge those keys to open those doors to empower you to walk wherever you want to within the life that you create.